The power of a father's love. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. A father's love is a powerful thing, and it's a powerful calling to be um, blessed with children as a man. And uh, that calling is a godly calling. And when you become a father, uh, you now become responsible for the growth and development and leadership of the little lives that God entrusts to you. And something changes in your heart. Something fundamental changes in your heart when you become a dad. Uh, You don't look at the world the same as you used to. You don't look at your moments the same as you used to. You don't consider your responsibilities the same as you used to. Uh, You begin to realize that uh, your choices and decisions, um, uh, your commitments really matter in a different kind of way than before you have children. Uh, When you're responsible for little lives in this world and moms feel this responsibility in some profound ways too but we're talking about dads today because of the place we are in Luke chapter 15 but the weight of that responsibility is a powerful thing you realize that your kids are watching Uh, they are observing your life they are interpreting the world in so many ways through the decisions you and uh, their mother make and uh, it's a very important calling. Uh, it's a very special calling. Uh, children need their dads uh, for a variety of reasons. They need the, their dads to be strong for them. They need to experience their father's protection and care. They need to experience their father's being tender and loving. They need to experience their father's expressing leadership and guiding them, <clears throat> challenging them, pointing them in the right way. And so, dads, we have an important ministry, and as we move on in Luke chapter 15, we see the very beautiful love that this father had for his rebellious son who ran off to the far country uh, to pursue his wild lifestyle. And uh, we see in his response today a beautiful heart of love for this boy as he comes home with his tail between his legs realizing that he has really messed up. Uh, But this father (laughs) doesn't give him uh, a second to to go on his little speech. He runs to him and expresses his love for him in some beautiful ways. So as we unpack this uh, part of the passage today, we will be in Luke 15, uh, verses 20 through 24. I think we see some beautiful things about the heart of God unfold in this passage. We see some beautiful things about God's heart uh, for his lost sheep, and uh, it's so moving and so powerful. Uh, But before we get into the Word, let's take some time with the Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day, and uh, it's beautiful and sunny where I am today. And I thank you, Lord God, in the midst of this winter season for the reminders of your care and your presence. And the sun warms us and reminds us that uh, you have not forgotten us. You have not left us alone. And we thank you, God, that you are a father who models an example for us that we can trust. Uh, you model an example of love 
uh, for us that we can run to in our own times of need. And you, you show us what love looks like and you show us how to love uh, rightly those that you bring into our lives. And so, Father, we give you thanks for your word today, and we pray that your spirit would give us insight and understanding as we study it together. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Jesus continues on, Luke fifteen twenty through 24. So he, the son, got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. (laughs) I love this passage. And it has ministered to me in so many ways over the years, depending on where I was walking and the journey that I was on and how close I felt to the Lord and how far I felt to Him based on the choices I was making. And I love the father's response to the son. Um, Luke tells us, Jesus said in verse 20, that the father was ready for his son's return. And Jesus said, while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and ran to him filled with compassion and didn't stop hugging and kissing him when they arrived in each other's presence. Now, if the father saw his son a long way off, That says that the father was waiting, the father was watching, the father was ready for the day that he might catch a glimpse of his son coming down the lane of their home once again. And that father was prepared. He knew exactly what he would do. And he knew that he would run to that son and he would lavish him with love and lavish him with an embrace of care and tenderness. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna treat this son like he didn't belong. He was gonna remind this son that he did belong. He was a part of a family, and there was so much love in this world for him. And that's exactly how this father behaved. And the son received his father's affection, but was quick to go into his speech about all the terrible things that he did and what a sinner he was. And the father <laughs> didn't respond to that at all. He moved right on and called his servants over and said, you find a robe and put it on my son and you bring the best robe, uh, the royal robe, and you put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. He's no servant. He's a son. He belongs to me. He's my child. He gets my best. And so then he announces a celebration feast. He says, bring the fattest calf that we have in the, in the, in, in the uh, uh, barn, and we're going we're gonna to have a party. And they had a feast, and they celebrated the return of this son. And he calls everyone in the household together, and he announces that this son who was dead is alive again. He was lost, and he's found. And the celebration began. And I think this is the clearest picture of heaven's attitude, God's attitude toward the lost who wander away, who come back uh, to the fold. Heaven celebrates. God's heart celebrates. And what those 
people uh, receive when they come back is not uh, wrath and judgment and criticism and shame. They receive love and tenderness and welcome and care and they get treated like um, one who belongs, not an outsider who should know better. And uh, I love the father's response and I'm moved by it. Now, if you're a dad and you have children, the way that this father responds to his children ought to set the bar for how we respond to our children when they make mistakes and when they mess up. Now, obviously, we don't want to um, cheer on bad behavior and we don't want to cheer on rebelliousness and we don't want to cheer on wickedness and uh, we don't want to cheer on bad decision making. But when they come to their senses and they come to their breaking point and they realize that home is still a place they can go, we want to lavish them with love and we want to welcome them back. And then as we begin to unfold the journey with them, we want to listen to their stories and we want to hear about their experiences and we want to make home such a good place that they never want to run again. And uh, so my friends, I'm challenged by this father's response because I'm the father of three children that I love desperately and I care about with every fiber of my being. And I want to guide them and I want to lead them toward a deeper walk with Jesus. But I realize they're going to make their mistakes. And I realize there's going to be times when they need the welcome of my love, not the criticism of my words. And so I pray that these words would touch you and move you as a father, if you are a father or if you're a parent, uh, to consider your response to your children when they mess up. To consider your response to your children when they are walking in the far country. Maybe it's an emotional far country. Maybe it's a physical far country. But when they come home, what they need is our love and our welcome, not our criticism and shame. All right, my friends, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to study with us again today. And God bless you as you continue to consider these words in your heart.